We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. Good morning and welcome. Happy Saturday to everyone. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And I am Pastor Jolly John Lukomsky, still coming to you from the uh, cool land of Northfield, Minnesota. How cool getting, is it, John? It's getting cooler at the moment, but when I look down there and see you guys are still in the 90s, you're still in the 90s at well, the end of September. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I think you're right, but... Uh, yes, yeah, so I think our high today will be 65, Is that 70, right? Whoa. Something like that. Yeah, Not yeah. bad. Yeah, today we've got a breeze. we got a nice breeze as I record today, but uh, still, yeah, it's in the 90s here in St. Louis. But, but of course, what everyone wants to hear and know about is because the last two episodes you weren't with us. Because I don't know, were you trying to be a bird? I'm not sure what it was, but you yeah. fell out of a tree. Yeah, thanks, John, for bringing that up. Thanks very much. You know, as as <laughs> I right. fell, as I was falling from the tree, the, the what yeah. you know, they say that like your la- your life flashes before your eyes and things. And what Does was fl- what was really flashing before my eyes was the thought. Oh boy, John is never going to let me live this down. <laughs> so I've been dreading coming back to wrestle the basics because I knew I was going to be chastised. No, it's uh, I, I'm joking, of course, but um, no. Well, it's, tell us, tell you, us about you, you it. You have man, every right seriously. to razz me a little because yeah. um, no, I was uh, trying to be a, a good dad, right, and yeah. uh, hang up a swing, sort of a ropes was it wasn't really rope, but kind of a nylon swing that. You know, it's a, the saucer that connects on four points. Well, anyway. Um, oh, sure. Anyway, so, so you know, you got to get up in the tree would be the easiest way to do it. At least that's what I thought. Uh, so <laughs> I, I climbed the eight-foot ladder. and Well, that's not tall enough. So well, I'll just I'll climb the tree. So I, oh, I started no. to climb the tree. And uh, the limb was fine. Um, in, in fact, my son and I even identified the tree first to make sure it was a nice hardwood tree. Uh, yeah. But the branches I was holding on to, they, I had one in each hand, and they both gave way at the same time. Oh, you're kidding. It really did. So, and I felt, so it was the tree that betrayed you. You know, yeah. You, you put I, your trust in the tree and the, the tree. It's the tree's fault. Yeah. So yeah, you know, there's okay. a... Uh, you know, Charlie Brown, isn't there a kite-eating tree? This was like a, a pastor-hating tree, I think. It just threw me out, chewed me up, and spit me out. Spit you. Uh, no, so I fell right on my back, I don't know, maybe about 12 feet or so. And, uh, and uh, boy, no, I didn't lose consciousness, but, boy, I had the air knocked out of me and just that terrible feeling where you really can't talk or breathe and you don't know how much damage had been done in those moments. Uh, and, you know, maybe the worst of it all, uh, the whole family was there, my wife and kids oh, at least, my. to see it happen. Yeah. Good that they were able to call for help, but bad that they saw Dad, you know, fall from a tree. But well, well and, and tell people because you're out in the boonies now. Yeah, so it's we, not like you're in your backyard doing. No, this so we're we're out we're out you know in the middle of nowhere practically. So we're out you know uh, in this little uh, our family's this little cabin there, and we're going to hang this tree. And so yeah, we had to call for help, and the the ambulance came over uh, gravel roads and over hill and over dale and. Uh, they did just a fantastic job, though. Uh, got me on the stretcher, got me out of there, 
And uh, eventually, long story short, I got me to uh, eventually to Mercy Hospital here in St. Louis and did the x-rays and, and checked things out and uh, had three vertebrae that were fractured. So if, uh, if folks out there know the back, it's T6 and 7 and L2. So sort of the middle vertebrae and then the lower vertebrae, one lower vertebrae too, which is kind of odd that it would happen that way. But uh, anyway, that's that's what happened and spent a week in the hospital, then spent about a week uh, in a rehab center, really good rehab center uh, here in St. Louis too, and uh, then got to return back home. So uh, anyway, that's that's the short version of it all. Uh, but that's uh, that, that's what happened, John. And it's one of those things where you wish you could just relive maybe those few moments and do it differently. But that's not the way life works. That's not how God's designed it. And, uh, and it makes you think, too, of all those times where you take risks and you don't get caught. You know, the times that you go a little fast on the highway or the times where you climb the tree or whatever and and there's no ill effects uh, but this time yeah there was a consequence and uh and that's the way it is but uh anyhow so so, so uh matt just a, a side question here sure have you have you purchased the new iphone 11 uh no i have not well because i just read where they dropped that from 12 foot and it didn't break it at all is See, that right if you'd had that you could have landed on it and none of this would have happened. That, but there you go. There, it know. wasn't available if, at if that point. If only I had one of those strapped to my back. If only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for future reference. And, and I understand, too. I, I just want to point out, this is even a little more exciting because was it true that they took you to a hospital and the people said, no, 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 that's it's too severe for us. And then they ended up sending you to Mercy. See, that's, I get prob- that? that's probably not what you want to hear from the doctors, no. huh, John? Uh, but no. yeah, so they took me to initially this hospital, Mercy Hospital. I mean, good hospital in Washington, Missouri. Great place. But uh, but they did the x-rays and then they said, well, we're going to transport him to uh, to the other, to Big Mercy. Uh, yeah. There, if, if we're familiar with St. Louis on Highway 40 near 270 and uh, so anyway, that that's what they did. So I got a ride by ambulance, and they uh, got me there safe and sound and pretty quickly. And then uh, they put me in a uh, one of the step-down units. So it wasn't a normal room at first. It wasn't the ICU okay. either, but it was kind of one of those in-between units. And, uh, you know, just received great care, and they kept an eye on me. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's where I spent a week. So And, and, and I just wanted people to know that at, at, the, at the point... This was really, really scary. You know, it's not like you just stumbled and twisted your ankle, but but they were there were great concerns and we're really, really thankful to God that uh, as you said, things have uh, worked out the way they have. Well, thanks, John. And, and that's uh, Thanksgiving is exactly the word I would use because, I mean, it, there was no spinal injury, which was a very real possibility. Uh, there was no surgery needed. Uh, the fractures are going to be able to heal on their own, it, it appears. So a lot to be thankful for. Um, I'm wearing a brace now for a total of 12 weeks. Uh, that's not much fun, but it could be worse. And uh, during uh, the daytime hours, anytime I'm uh, upright basically i wear this back brace i get to take it off at night which is kind of a nice uh, relief uh and then the other thing is just uh you know it's amazing how quickly your body can change when you're inactive and i do have a couple blood clots in my legs under you know, below the knee so hopefully nothing to be worried about but uh, those are still there getting those checked out this thursday actually so if our listeners could keep that in their prayers i'd appreciate it hopefully that's uh nothing to worry about and those just go away on their own but um but it's just it is amazing though how a fall like that affects uh, so much of your body 
Uh, but yet, too, how resilient these bodies that God has blessed us with are, too, you know, as they heal and can recover from something like that. And, I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable. And, and, and we're all going to be keeping you in our prayers. Uh, uh, and we pray that you don't go up in any more trees uh, <laughs> and, and that you get better. But but here, here's what it tickled me, Matt. Typical pastor. This is what a pastor does when he falls out of a tree, when he has a near-death experience. Maybe that's overstating the case, but pretty serious stuff. You use it for a sermon. Oh, great sermon <laughs> fodder. Sermon material. <laughs> so, no, seriously, so, so how did you deal with that as a Christian? Because, you know, you're a good guy. You're preaching the Word of God. You're, you're being a faithful servant, and then all of a sudden this comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So well, how, thanks, how, how did you deal with that? Well, you know, I... For me, as I started to, you know, at first you don't want to do anything, you know, you just feel miserable. But as I started to feel better, um, just a desire to uh, reflect on it for my own self, quite frankly, for my own healing. Right. How do you view an event like this? How do you view bad stuff in the light of God's word, in the light of the gospel? You know, for myself, I think that was helpful to to consider that. Uh, and then the other thing is, you know, how can this be a witness too? Uh, as a pastor in the pulpit, but just in my day-to-day life, just as a Christian, uh, how can this be used for for good? Uh, well, so I've got an, I've got an answer for that. Yeah, Matt, I've got an answer for that. Yeah, tell people don't climb don't up in trees. Climb the trees. That's right. <laughs> But I, I suspect there's more. Yes. There's more than that. Let's try to come up with more theological right. <laughs> response. So I, what I did, I you know, I uh, you know, I I wrote my sermon and I, I preached pretty early on. I you know, I got out of. I should have probably told my my therapist might be listening, and I apologize. But I got out of rehab. I guess I returned Thursday afternoon, and then I preached <laughs> that Saturday night. Oh, is uh, that right? Sunday morning. Now we're blessed to have. Um, some some pastor friends and people in the congregation that were able to lead the service itself and and do uh, communion, you know, be the celebrant and all those wonderful things. And I would just preach, um, so that was helpful. But but yeah, I did preach. But um, it, it's funny how God works things because I, I was going to maybe just reflect a little on the sermon that I preached. I won't read it, you know, verbatim. But we're we're doing uh, something now at Ascension. Uh, we've been looking at these past few weeks. Um, just individuals were calling people in the cloud of witnesses, you know, like Hebrews 12 talks about sure. that, that God worked the, the, you know, the gift of faith in and, and God worked in and through their lives. And, uh, you know, kind of examples to us of, of how God has worked in their life, how God works in ours. And we're, we intentionally chose people with different backgrounds and men and women and, and people over the centuries. And, uh, we wanted to highlight, uh, musicians and hymn writer too, and we wanted to focus in, the person we chose months ago was we wanted to talk a little about Paul Gerhardt, and he's a, oh, a yeah. hymn writer, so a Lutheran yeah. hymn writer. And so that just so happened that the week I came back just uh, uh, corresponded with uh, preaching on Paul Gerhardt. So I, I talked about him a little bit. So I'll, I'll, I'll get there about why that's significant. But I did, uh, I thought you might enjoy this, John. I, I, I shared in my sermon uh, kind of a word of thanks to everyone for their cards and prayers and support and rides and everything else as I heal up. Uh, but, I mean, we have received so many get well cards. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, one from the the good people here at KFUO and, and many from the congregation and families, um, which is really cool. 
Uh, but but here's a few that were uh, kind of interesting. All right. Uh, okay. So I, I thought you'd enjoy this. So the, the one one of our church members sent me a card that says, uh, Bob broke his arm in three places. And then you open it up and it says, Bob doesn't go to those places anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Take care and feel better. So then we had another card that was uh, you know, a really nice card. But then inside there's this handwritten note that says, uh, no matter how fast you flap your arms, pastors cannot fly. And then, and then it goes on to say, eagle's wings is just a metaphor. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you very much. We've got, we've got oh, a comedic congregation. That, yeah. And then this, just, just one other. We have just a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, dear lady in the congregation. Um, whose, whose husband actually uh, has passed away, but was a pastor. And she sent me this wonderful card. But inside the card was this uh, printout from the computer uh, with jokes on it, which I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. They'll cheer me up. But then yeah. I'm reading this joke, and I realized joke after joke after joke are each about trees. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> early, people. Come on. <laughs> but uh, how thoughtful. That was really nice. Oh, um, but the, the reason I'm sharing all this, and here, here's my point, all right. Is, is there a point uh, yeah, to there's this? there's a point. So yeah. the, the, the school kids, the Word of Life School, uh, the, the school that our church helps to support and uh, is a wonderful place. They sent me cards, and the fourth grade class sent me cards. And the one fourth grader sent me this card. And, and here's what's on the on the, the cover of the card. It's these rays of sunshine, four rays of sunshine. And in the rays of sunshine, he wrote... Here it is. This is kind of a, a frank yep. words from a fourth grader. He writes, scars come with living. <laughs> First of all, my goodness, that's a little harsh. Scars come with living. You know, not your typical sunny get well card. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, hey, I thought, wait a second. You know, scars come with living. There's some truth to that, you know. Yes, there uh, is. As we live our lives uh, we, we've got scars, and maybe those scars are physical ones from a, a fall from a tree. Maybe they're uh, emotional scars, um, something that's really touched us. Maybe it's uh, scars of grief, persistent grief from a loved one that we miss dearly. It's very true. In this fallen, imperfect world, yes, yeah, scars come with living. That's That's how it is. Uh, and Paul Gerhardt, who I mentioned, uh, is one of those guys that, that knows the truth of that really well. Yeah. He had yeah, a life uh, full of lots of scars. Well, yeah, I guess you know his story, John, a little yes, bit too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. You couldn't t t take a more uh, a better figure that would understand what it is to have struggles and trials, yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. So he, just, just real briefly, he lived during the Thirty Years' War. So, I mean, that's that's bad enough, right, yeah. to live during wartime. Yeah. When he was just 11 years old, his, he experienced the death of his father. Uh, he married later in life. They, he and his wife had um, five children, but all but one of the five died. So, I mean, you can imagine that, you know, burying four of your children. Um, he was disposed, basically fired from being a pastor at one point, basically because he was just faithful and refused to compromise God's word. He didn't do anything wrong. And then a hundred years after his death, the church that he served at last uh, put up this portrait of the guy, and they realized what a rough life he had. So they had this inscription that said, a theologian tested in Satan's sieve. So yeah. the yeah. church even recognized, boy, this guy had a pretty crummy life. And, and you know, I, I think we know people like that. Um People that just seem to have a few more scars than others. 
Um, Paul Gerhardt was one of those. Um, you know, maybe some of our listeners feel as though there's some of those. It's just there's a few more scars than others. Uh, and that sometimes it seems to be the case. Don't you think that, John? I mean, as a pastor, you kind of see that sometimes that, you know, some people just seem to, I don't know, have a, a tougher go of it than others. Well, I, I, you're absolutely right. Uh, uh, scars come from living. And, and of course, in the Bible, you, you think of Job as being the ultimate yeah, example yeah. of that. But, but really, if you think of all the people in the Bible, there's not a person in there that is spared from having some some kind of trial, some kind of problem. And like you said, in most cases, many, many trials and troubles, although most of them didn't fall out of a tree. But that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> There's some great tree stories in the Bible, by the way. We have to go there today. But, you know, and, you know, and the thing is, too, I'm, as I'm preaching this sermon and sharing some of these ideas, I'm, I fully realize, yeah, yeah, I've got scars right now and, and my back's hurt, no doubt about it. But yeah. at the same time, there's people sitting in the pews that have scars that run much deeper than mine. And yeah. again, yeah. physical, emotional, mental, well, you name it, all different sizes and shapes and depths of scars. Um, but then I, I went back to that uh, that card from that fourth grader, and so on the one side, it's scars come with living, and then on the flip side of his card, uh, he drew just real simple drawing, just drew a cross, uh, just a cross Aww. of Jesus, right? And, and and I mean that's that's you know of course that draws us back to um, the scars that matter, I guess you could say. So the, the the Bible verse that came to my mind was that one from First Peter chapter two, where it says, uh, "He himself talking about Jesus." bore our sins in his body on the tree, right? Yes, that's <laughs> uh, what I was thinking, that, yes. That, he might, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds, and we could even say by his scars, I suppose, you have been healed. Um, you know, and that's what, what words of comfort. No matter how deep our scars are, and they may be very deep, Jesus' scars run even deeper. You know, those scars that, that take away our scars, those scars that give our scars healing, and 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 uh, restoration, you know, at that promise, you know, by his wounds, you have been healed. You know, there are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, and, and what a comfort that is. And, and this, yeah, go ahead, John. No, I was just going to say, so, so, I mean, that that that's the, the comforting thing. Uh, when when you have your your struggles and your trials and and, and I think I, I I don't know maybe you didn't do this because you're 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 a pastor but I think a, a lot of people why is this happening did I do something wrong is God punishing me uh, we we automatically go back to our own works and the things we do um, and yet I think in in Christ on the tree as you said uh, we were reminded no I did he was a good guy I think Jesus was a good guy I, I'm assuming that. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's probably safe to he, assume. <laughs> yeah, he really didn't probably do anything that he deserved that. Uh, in fact, I think it says it was he was without sin. Yes. But, it, it, yeah, uh, it, it, it's not just with the living, but I think it's with being uh, a Christian. Uh, we're not going to be spared from that stuff. Uh, we're sinful people in a sinful world. We're going to struggle with those things right along with the people that maybe do deserve it. They're probably people that you and I know that probably really, we, they should fall out of a tree. <laughs> But but no, we, we're going to suffer those things as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, as Christians, maybe even more so in in, in many ways. And uh, Oh, yeah, that, that's yeah. the problem, isn't yeah. it? No, it doesn't get better if yep. you're a Christian. You yep. just, it's going to be worse because now you got the devil hating you and the world hates you. You know, the only one who doesn't hate us, of course, is, is God. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, so I mean, so when you look at Jesus, you know, with his scars comes living, with his scars come life for us, right? Yeah. You know, by yeah. his wounds, by his scars, you have been healed. And that kind of kind of makes them, you know, takes on, uh, you know, a new meaning for that phrase. Scars come with living. Well, yeah, well, scars come with life now because of Jesus' scars give us life. And the thing of it is, you know, if I, like I said, if I could do it over again, I would probably stay very clear of that tree. <laughs> I wouldn't even go near it, right? And, but yeah. but that's, the, that's the beautiful thing is, too, that Jesus knew full well what was going to happen on that tree of the cross. And yet he still went to Jerusalem, right? And he still, yeah. he still had the Last Supper. And he still allowed himself to be arrested and betrayed and all those things uh, out of love for us. It was a willing sacrifice, a willing a death on a tree, the tree of trees, the the cross of Calvary. Um, yeah. And anyway, and, go ahead. You know, I was just going to say, and, 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 you know, that that's the only way we can truly know the love of God is because of what Jesus did on the cross. And the fact, as you said, he did it willingly. He wasn't forced into doing that. And he did it so that, that his scars could bring us life and forgiveness and eternal salvation. Um, but as, as you've uh, witnessed, you just can't find that in, in the events of our day-to-day -day life. Um, we, we just did Isaiah 8, and it talks about uh, God was hiding from Judah. And, and, and for that moment there, uh, he was hiding from you and from your family. Why, why, how, why would a loving God yeah. allow you to fall out of a tree? Uh, although I'm thinking God is saying, Matt, Matt, Matt. <laughs> yeah. What were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But, but no, no, that's the thing. Then, then you look at Christ and, and, and you hear his words at the supper, this is my body and my blood given and shed for you, and you realize, okay, that's the evidence, that's the proof, that's how I know that God loves me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you hold on to God's promises, and, you know, one of those promises is, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, his tangible uh, means of grace that you mentioned. And then I thought of Romans 8, too. You know, we, we know that for uh, those who love God, all things work together for good, right? For those who have been called according to his purpose. And then, uh, and then I, I've seen that even over, over the, the past few weeks, which is pretty cool. You know, the opportunity to witness to people in, in the hospital and rehab, one doctor in particular that maybe I'll share that story someday on Wrestling with the Basics. That was pretty cool. Uh, but just to, to sharpen my trust in the Lord and to, you know, reevaluate priorities and what are those vocations that God has called me to and maybe have been distracted from doing because of other stuff or, or just that opportunity to remind us that, you know, this world isn't our home, right? You know, and, and to look to that place beyond here. Um, that God promises. And that's that's just kind of to bring this full circle. That's kind of what Gerhardt did. So Paul Gerhardt was that hymn writer, Rough Life. Um, and it says that all of his hymns ended in heaven, though. <laughs> I like oh, that. that right? All of his hymns ended in heaven. So one of his hymns is uh, an Easter one, Awake My Heart with Gladness. And, you know, it has this famous last verse where it says, He brings me to the portal, kind of the pearly gates that leads to bliss untold, where on this rhyme immortal is found in script of gold. Who there my cross has shared, find here a crown prepared. Who there with me has died, shall here be glorified. Uh, so, you know, you, you hear Gerhardt's trust and hope in Christ for the life to come. And uh, again, his hymn ends in heaven. And I think when we suffer here on this earth, boy, it makes us yearn for heaven too and know that that's, that's our final home. Well, and I, I keep thinking of the words of Jesus that said, whatever you've lost in this world, uh, you know, you'll get it back in the life hereafter a hundredfold. So, uh, you know, uh, as you said, there are scars here in the living. 
uh, but in Jesus Christ, there will also be in the scars uh, life as well. Uh, well, thank you, Matt. Thank you very much for sharing that story with us. Uh, and I guess uh, next week we will return back to our study of Timothy. Uh, anything you want to say here as we close up this episode? Thanks for not going too hard on me. Give me too hard of a time, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just getting started. Oh, great. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week then. This has been Wrestling with, Wrestling the, with basics. the Basics.